Previously on the Reroll Podcast, after narrowly avoiding a grim fate at the hands of the Spider Queen. Uh, luck rolls you want lower than, right? <laughs> Finally seeing the trap that holds them here. Unchain us. Bo's healing spell disarms the warding. Now, the chains! We must take them down, or we will die here. Finally, Groth has a good idea. You're doing it wrong. With brute force. Who wants some more? Where a sword would have sufficed. It is actually a guisarm. The party is back. What do we do? But shaken and scared. Go! Leave us alone! Starlet? Let us in! But soon, relief finally comes. That hole could be a little tighter. Holy man saved all of us in there. But the dangers are far from over. We need to see to the injured. Groth over there is poisoned. And you, Flint, let me look at your acid burns. After a long road and harrowing battle, the party finally has some downtime. Let's see how badly they waste it. Welcome back to the Reroll Podcast. We're back. Better than ever. Better than ever. Back again. A a new level. Some new items. We actually got a lot of shit off air. The same idiots. The same idiots. That should be our tagline. New (laughs) level. No, it doesn't make sense at all. (laughs) I mean, I like to think that my little level of idiocy has evolved complexly. New day. More recently. Same bullshit. That's true. So, speaking of some bullshit, why don't we go around the room here and just uh, explain a little bit about some of the cool shit we got off air as to not bore our listeners with shopping and talk of runes and leveling up. Well, I got um something that I kind of wish I would have had literally like a couple episodes ago. Um, gonorrhea. Uh, uh, in, yeah, gonorrhea. No, <laughs> he's I mean, had Flint, that. Flint, <laughs> he's very familiar with the uh, the throes of you know existing with gonorrhea. Um, shout out to anybody you know in our listening audience that suffers from gonorrhea. My my represent. You. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Uh, no chipping away at that crystal in episode sixty nine. Uh, would have been really nice to have this because I was arguing whether or not I could outrun an explosion. It's literally a, a uh, level seven feat called evasion that lets me outrun explosions. <laughs> I don't think that's entirely what this I'm spell paraphrasing. Says. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just my proficiency rank for reflex saves uh, increases the master, and uh, it says literally says you've learned to move quickly to avoid explosions. This is evasion's very classic D and D. I mean. Star, I think maybe we weren't high enough level in when we played D and D, but the that's like a classic rogue thing. Mm. It's just no half damage from saving throws. It's awesome. Yeah, no, or if I like you it. succeed, like if you fail, you still only take half damage too. Is that I also got my cool in D and D? Yeah. Oh. If what? I don't think Indeed. that's accurate. 
I'm fair. If you I'm, fail a deck save, you if you fail a deck save, you take half. If you succeed, you take none as a rogue. Well, this just says I when I roll uh, for evasion. Um, when you roll success on a reflex save, you get a crit success automatically. Uh, hold on one second. I'm fact checking, Latara. <laughs> fact checking my D and D knowledge. <laughs> I'm checking. Not that it matters. Especially with rogue. If I'm wrong, I will quit. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. To our, to our audience, <laughs> if uh, you we sat down to listen here. to this and then realize that you have to go to the bathroom, you need a drink or something, now is a perfect time to walk away because this <laughs> might take a minute. Right after you just started. Yeah. Oh shit, you're right. Welcome to the reroll podcast. Uh, thank ahead. you. Latara's <laughs> right. She she stays and I go. <laughs> hey, I didn't I didn't say that. Bye, guys. No, no. Finally. Have fun, Kevin. The podcast that is would ours be now. just as bad for me. All the secrets are never going to be known. Faya's dead. He'll never know what was in that tower. <laughs> it was Faya. Shadow's the big bad. <laughs> Shadow's the big bad. Orin's the president. What did I do no. to deserve all of this? I'm just sitting here trying to you drink my what you did. wine-based margarita. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's nasty. Yeah, you deserve whatever happens to you. <laughs> I've had a margarita that had like a wine like floating on top. It was really good. No, it's Wait, not. I don't it's think not this that. is what it's she's It's from the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah, we don't have enough time in one episode to unpack everything it's that's happening. It's essentially right now, a so. mad dog. So. <laughs> Tequila mad dog. Perfect for you. Three dollars and eighty cents for it. Mad dog is te- mad dog is technically wine. Yeah. What it is? Yeah, this is uh, an agave wine. That makes it way worse. Yeah. <laughs> it was already really bad, but that makes it even worse. Hey, did you tell them about your cool rune you got, Flint? Um, yeah, no, I mean, no, I didn't. Um, oh, here you say you did. Yeah, no, move I on, move on Time's up. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> no, I, I just, I just got a little, like a little, uh, some, I got, um, well, yeah, uh, I got a, a potency rune for my armor, which gives me a plus to AC, but also, um, Groth in all of his infinite wisdom managed to, uh, accessorize my armor with some of that cold iron that he expertly mined off the side of the hill. And, um, so what does that do, Tanner? I already forgot. The cold iron will make it so any fiend or fey that critically fails to hit you with one of their natural weapons will gain the sickened condition. This this material is naturally repelling to outsiders like fey and fiends. That's cool because Flint actually like the Feywild freaks him out a lot. So that was that's true. That. That's true. I forgot yeah. about <laughs> that. That was actually part of what I was considering. Like when you guys were talking about that, I was like, yeah, Flint would love that. Can't Flint, steal Flint butt cheeks want. now. <laughs> yeah. Come and try and take them. Firstborn <laughs> butt cheeks. Try and take. <laughs> I hate it. Kieran, what cool shit did you get? Uh, well, I got better at athletics, better at armor and weapons. And then I also now, which I think works with what I already have going on, am trained in religion and arcana. Nice. Very nice. And then I also will be during this downtime purchasing a armor striking rune. Striking, yes. So which doubles my damage. Little bit of Super a opportunity awesome. for the players as they were able to sort of retroactively go purchase things from the armory. And you guys have purchased so many enchantments and everything that Kel Hotrin had to hire 15 hands in the <laughs> armory as well as Groth working on his own shit. 
And then he remembered that Groth already melted down all his hammers, so all those people are just standing around waiting for something to do. They're punching hot steel. <laughs> They're monks, they can do that. No, we dropped like 500 gold, and it's totally going to be worth it, because everybody's just doing so much more damage Party now. Party strapped. Yeah. Star, what's some of the cool shit you got? Um, <clears throat> I got a striking rune on my short bow, and... Uh, let's see. That... Can I can I be your longbow? Yes. <laughs> bow is my longbow, and this is my short bow. Um, <laughs> so I think. <laughs> oh, I you got a, a vision bit... too, actually? Did you? Level seven. Yes, I did get a vision as well. Um, I also picked up intimidating glare and terrifying resistance. Ooh. Uh, mm. Yes. Uh, terrifying resistance. Honestly, I picked this like right before we started recording, so I don't know a ton about it, but what it says is that uh, the spells that I have demoralized... Okay, it says, the spells of those you have demoralized are less effective on you. If you succeed in demoralizing a creature for the next 24 hours, you gain a plus one circumstance bonus to saving throws against that creature's spells. That's so pretty awesome. See yeah, that's that a cool one. I was looking good. at that. That's pretty fucking awesome. Um, then I think, let's see, I don't know if there's really a whole lot more. I mean, there's Vigilant Senses, which just makes me better at percepting things, I believe, Um, and Weapon, special bleh, weapon Specialization. Weapon Specialization. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Learn to inflict greater injuries with weapons I know best. I now deal two additional damage with weapons and unarmed attacks, um, and which I am an expert on. Uh. So, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty good. That's All right, Karath, what, uh, what do you got cooking? I got a couple of things, a couple of things. I got, uh, well, I finally have weapon specialization, uh, which is going to tie into my spell strike and or arcane cascade i don't remember exactly which but i've been waiting for it for a while um it's gonna do some cool shit i got something called the studious spells which gives me basically mirror image for free for two slots a day Ooh, that's fun yeah yeah groth is back on that uh that multi-giant game um i do like that spell it's one yeah. of my favorites such a classic especially when it's a fucking terrifying like masked giant mm. who's barely even sane that's using it and it's just like yeah four giants laughing at you instead of one um yeah i like it uh i got uh, i took incredible initiative for my feet so i'm gonna be faster in combat now finally because i i don't think there's been a combat in the last like 10 rounds that i haven't gone last <laughs> and i got some new spells but i'm gonna go ahead and leave those for you find out what those are when we fight next. Okay, mysterious. <laughs> Bo, what do you uh, what do you bring in, bring into the table? I feel like my stuff isn't as exciting, but I did get a armor potency rune, so I get plus one AC, which is cool. I mean, more AC is always pretty pretty awesome. Hard to yeah. Beat. Um. <clears throat> I'm still dreaming up ways to try to communicate with Shadow, so I decided <laughs> on Magic Mailbox so we can send each other stuff. Take it. <laughs> yeah, I did take it. 
because I I just I need some kind of communication. So I don't know. That might I was thinking I was like that might not be good because if there's something physical like a physical letter or something that someone else could see, that's not great. So that's kind of what sending did it well was like, you know, no one else would be able to to really encrypted. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll see how this goes. I I I think it's kind of funny. So I kind of just wanted it. Um. Well, describe that. What exactly does it do? So it's an interdimensional link between two containers. And as long as they're capable of closing, then um, and their contents are visible, then we can send stuff back and forth um, if they're left closed for 10 minutes at a time. Mm. Oh, do can you, you send like to... objects too? Yeah, it says, oh, it says totaling kind of no more than three bulk of non-living, oh. non-magical material per container. Do you can you add stuff to... directly to a bag of holding? Well, that's why I think that no, be, that's it would have a bunch of shit in there, right? So it would you wouldn't be able to send it because it would have to be the bag would just have to have what you want in it. I don't know. I, though. Do you have to be in contact with the other item that, like when you initiate the spell? It says uh, both containers must be capable of be closed, that their contents aren't visible, but other than and be able to be closed so, like for 10 minutes. It doesn't really. Do you have to like see the container like link them? Like, how yeah. do you set up the spell originally? I'm not sure. Interesting. <laughs> we'll do some It doesn't more specify, research. so yeah. Um, I'll look. I mean, I'll, we'll like look more into it, but... Um, I mean, either way, it's pretty... Either way, it's a cool spell. That's, that's yeah. got some uses, for sure. Also, I... I went ah. from, yeah, it does say range touch. So you have to touch two containers, Damn and it. then you can do this... Until your next daily preparation. And it takes an hour to cast us. Damn it. I still think there's lots of ways that that could be kind of useful, though. That like is a really cool spell. Yeah. I, I love weird spells like that. Me too, but I don't know. Maybe it won't be. It wasn't as powerful as I thought it was. Yeah. Um, which, whatever. It's fine. Something to think on. So I'll have to. I still have another spell to try to communicate, so it's not over yet. Um, and then I also, I went from, hopefully I did this right, but I, I got another, uh, point to spend. So I became, from, went from expert to master in religion. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And then if I, it works the way I want it to, I, not sure if I'll, I don't know. I chose quick identification, which you can use arcana, nature, occultism, or religion. And if I'm a master, I can take three actions to um identify magic that's related to those that's cool okay so i could do it in combat is what i'm thinking yeah so essentially you could identify exactly what spell you're dealing with yeah or like what being pretty useful so that's kind of what i was thinking but yeah yeah. I had a tough time when I was picking my skill increases trying to balance between like what I wanted to do as a player versus what I wanted to do as like a character because like there was a couple of things that I really wanted to that I was thinking of bumping up to master but then like I feel like Flint's thievery skill wasn't high enough for like how good he should be at that kind of stuff so I, I went with that instead and then but then there's this really cool thievery based uh, feat that I got that I'm sure will come up at some point. Excellent. I forgot I took my first mastery of a skill. Or first first master skill in mm-hmm. athletics. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Also, I thought of 
I thought about this a lot, Groff. And I'm definitely the type of GM who ignores all the warnings about following rules and guidelines. So I think for the easement of going forward, we're just going to say Groff is indeed a large character. I like that. In terms of maps right. and everything. And fuck it. That's probably fair. So I mean, it'll make looking at the map more straightforward. Yeah. So I became Longbow and he became Large Groth in this spring mm. moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LG and LB. Mm. Don't, like Don't like that. Mm. Not a fan. Be wide flint. I'm gonna take up. I'm gonna take up two squares, like side to side, <laughs> ten feet wide. Worldwide flint. <laughs> WWF. Oh no! <laughs> I think that one's taken. All right. Not yeah. anymore. Actually, now it's WWE. I think right. Well, I mean, it's, they had to switch because they were they got sued by World Wildlife Foundation. Is that what happened? Yeah, I remember thinking it was really dumb. That's excellent. But now as I'm an adult, I'm like, that's really that's funny. actually hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All uh, right. You guys ready? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. All right. Funny. So we're gonna open up with just a teeny little time jump. Seventeen years. That's not the music I want. <laughs> uh, that shit slaps. Please. Uh, no. Don't take this from me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want some bar Would anyone like a malt beer? <laughs> just do Raven. Just do Raven Puff Common. Well, are we at a bar or are we just You're hanging out? Just like, hanging out. Do McDonald's ambience from the 90s. Do the in Boeing 747 <laughs> interior track. <laughs> do the Boeing 747 exterior track. <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, though, shout out to Tabletop Audio. All their shit's awesome. Yeah. They have so much, like, like it's, it's, yeah, there's a lot more on there than just fantasy. They have, like, a whole, like, subsection for just, like, horror stuff. It's I'm great. super excited for when you guys inevitably board at 737 and I have the exact audio. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in Delta Green. Yeah, maybe in Delta Green. Uh -oh. We last left off at the exhausted end of this brutal ritual you guys recovered took a moment to gather yourselves all kind of in response to having gone through different sorts of of pain and suffering or triumph in kiaran's case but now we fast forward to a great dining hall Bo, I think you, more than anybody can tell, this hall has seen better days. Cobwebs lurk in the corners of the room, maybe giving, giving you a shudder after what you had just been through. And some of the candles are coated in dust as Oracle Olsen's assistant walks around and sort of lights them and blows them off. Kind of like... To Corks think the off. dust is like catching fire, and he's like, okay. I also like to imagine, like, hey, I know you just went through this horrible traumatic experience, but go set the table. <laughs> <laughs> However, it is all five of you, accompanied by 
Jessica Vessern Windove. As well as Zara Delamue sitting with Pew Pew on the table as he is munching on a cup full of soil. But you are the only ones in here. And in and out, maybe in, in sort of blankets of silence, this kind of overconfident chef walks out. This big portly man with a meticulously tied apron who, of course, Bo, you know very well to be uh, Chef Nadal. A man who takes his job way too seriously. He is he is very carefully bringing out dishes and, and appetizers. However, the meal is taking quite a while, and you've been through quite a bit. What are you guys doing? What are you saying? Are y'all sitting in silence? Uh, I guess, yes. Is Star... Star, are you still covered in blood from that? I mean, we, were, we went through a whole big fight thing, and it's a little bit later in the evening now. I guess he probably would have a chance, had a chance to, like, wash off, but... Yeah, I think, I think Star probably uh, went and did go clean up a little bit. I would say she probably looks a little out of sorts still, just kind of zoning out, trying to process just the entirety of the events from when we arrived here. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess um, regardless of that, uh, Flint uh, will, I don't know, help himself to one of the bottles of wine sitting on the table. Um, and as you go to reach for it, Karen's already pouring it in your glass. She's walking her, <laughs> she's like, grab the bottles, like, topping everyone off and, and <laughs> sure. is in an obviously celebratory slash probably the most relaxed you've ever seen her mood. I imagine you she's, also... She's, she's got her, I mean, she's all got one her color back, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you've been sick for a week. Um, yeah, Floyd gives you a, like a big grin. Obviously, like, happy that you're kind of feeling better. Um, and yeah, I'll look over to Starlet and this is it. Uh, Starlet, uh, I noticed earlier when I was down cleaning the trenches, um, he shoved off somewhere and came back covered in blood, uh, be lying if I said I wasn't a little curious. Ah, uh, well, I was given a task by Jessica to go and... You found that uh, orc scout, didn't you? I did. I, uh, I took care of him. Great care. Uh, <laughs> you jerked him uh, off? I hope you had... <laughs> Several times. It was very uncomfortable for the both of us. He, his <laughs> limbs were not attached afterwards, so. <laughs> uh, man. Amazing. Oh. <laughs> That's uh, what we call a true corking off. Stop it. <laughs> I don't, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm quitting right now. <laughs> Goodbye. You're just now getting tired of this? I haven't even begun. <laughs> <laughs> to cork off. Um. Uh, uh, I'll hope that you at least got some answers out of him before you buried your knife in his throat. <laughs> you, you know why he was here? Well, um, he was delivering information on our party, I believe, to some tribe out that way. Uh, having a hard time remembering the name, but... 
Frost something? Flint gets serious pretty quickly and says, Frost Knuckle? Ah, yes, that was it. Before I dismembered him, he told me that he was delivering information on our group to a Frost Knuckle. Whatever the fuck that means. Flint takes a minute and processes that information. Does Frost Knuckle know that we're here? I think Star is um, looking at her nails kind of bored. Uh, and she's got her head in, like in her other hand there. She's like, hmm, unfortunately, I do believe that he knows we are here. He offered so kindly to go back and tell him it was all a lie, but sadly his journey ended before he had the chance to. Flint nods kind of solemnly, looking into his uh, goblet of wine and just says, Well, it's good that you didn't believe him. And takes a big gulp of his wine and kind of returns to silence, thinking about the information that you just gave him. I think just in end of that star, still kind of looking at her knuckles, is like, hmm, good, evil... Things mesh together so easily these days. And she will also just kind of trail off into silence as well. Well, sure, but... I gotta tell you, that Frost Knuckle... He sits in a pretty well-defined area. Well, it seems that, uh... If you were to listen to Emin, that... Most anyone could be redeemed. <laughs> Flynn just laughs to himself. Meanwhile, the young acolyte is pouring the water, and he looks at Star, and he's like, Did you say you dismembered him? (laughs) (laughs) Kieran will sit down with her drink, and will turn towards Star after it seems like this conversation is closed, and be like, Star, I do believe I owe you a favor at this point. Uh... I promise that if you helped me get here, I would help you. Shall we start preparing and getting resources for that? Um, uh, uh, yes, uh, we, I, I need to go and find Faya. I, there's no other options. We, we have to go and find her or, uh, God, I can't even try to think about what may be happening to her, what already has happened to her. I... I I can't keep letting her down. We need to go and find her. I agree. Time is of the essence. Uh, one thing you should know, though, the... Dolel, at least where I am from, trained from a very young age. And we grow quite old. So it won't be an easy task. They will be very strong, great fighters, and many who know magic at, like, the back of their hand. We need to make sure we're ready. Flint interjects almost just kind of rudely and says, uh, Yeah, and we can't just leave Shadow behind, can we, Star? I think Star kind of winces at that. She's like, 
cunt. Damn it. I... <sighs> no. We can't just leave Shadow behind. And I... I hate to say this, but I... I don't know that I am strong enough as I am to save her, and that pains me so much to say, but... Well, you... Perhaps we can... We can work on this and try to just plan further out. I I can't lose any more of you, and I can't die before I get the chance to rescue her. I can only hope that she will last long enough for me to save her. Bo is uh, listening, but he has, like, a notebook open, and he's kind of just take like... Um... Not taking notes of this situation, just kind of, like, uh, preparing a recipe that will come in later. Um, but is occasionally looking up to, you know, certain things that you guys are saying. And um, when you say that, he looks up at you and says, stay calm. Everything will be okay. We're going to get some answers. Olsen, and I, I was hoping you had some. The oracle seems withdrawn and is kind of shakes out of it. Says, I'm, I'm sorry. What? You know of Shadow? I... I, I I've, I've seen some things, but... Can can we talk about this tomorrow? I I'm utterly drained. Yeah. Well, um. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Groth's still bleeding <laughs> from the neck. Like, how about, how about that food? I really need some iron. <laughs> it drinks water in like a cartoon. It's just boing boings, like poking, poking out. Bo kind of like shakes it off and says, um. Yeah, of, yeah, of course. Sorry, I'm just, I guess, eager. You uh, need your rest. Yes. Um, if you'll excuse me, and he stands up and mid sort of refilling all your waters, the acolyte runs over to him and just kind of goes under his arm while he sort of hobbles out with his cane. And and Kieran I will also you, jump up and help him. Yeah, and Kieran. He's a skinny young man, and I will remind you, he walks with a cane and is very wise-sounding, but physically, he is quite young. Probably right. younger than most of you, Bo, probably a peer of yours. In fact, uh, Bo, you probably remember that he showed a lot of promise in sort of the more divine arts of things, but was never th A, this powerful, and B this weathered since after the incursion. So, like, when did he come into the picture as, like, a lead, like, a leader? He was kind of a young, studious acolyte who grew up here since birth, so it was sort of like a 
star pupil, but it seems like he's stepped into this role as as the Oracle since probably since before the event, but since after you left. But he was always kind of groomed to become that okay. position. So it's not a surprise. It's not a surprise. However, he's different. Yeah. Um. Yeah, as Olsen's being helped out of the room, Flint uh, nods over towards Bo and just says, uh, well, you should, if he's got information about Shadow, you should keep on him about it. If he has anything to offer, any information about how we might find her, it's important. If we're, he looks over at Groth, if we're going to fix what Hogoth did, it's going to take all of us together. When um, Olsen had left the room, he kind of, his back kind of, it, it's not, as, his posture isn't as straight. He kind of like puts his hands on his face and, you know, rubs his face and it's just, it takes like a big, deep sigh and says, um, Maybe I'm pushing too hard. I know we have to keep moving forward, though. I guess it's hard to... to make sure that everyone's on the same page. We just don't have the luxury of time as much as we used to. I mean, look at the man. He's struggling. I'm not sure how much pushing I can do, but I'm going to keep trying. Flint kind of, like reacting to that kind of doesn't slam his gobble on the table but sets it down kind of abruptly hard and says Bo we're all struggling <sighs> sorry it's been a long day <laughs> I know that too speak for yourself I'm doing great over here <laughs> <laughs> Groth we're over here come over to the table where what <laughs> describe it to me <laughs> Vesserin stands up and grabs the bottle of wine closest to him and says, Things have moved quite quickly over the last week. And you may not have the luxury of time, but if you rush into these things without rest, you'll likely die. Stay the week. Let Olsen recover a bit. Prepare yourself. Rest up. Especially if... Especially if you're going to carry the... The weight of whatever the hell's happening in Rel right now on your shoulders. I know a bit of what Bo has told me about Shadow and... Things are more dangerous now than they have been before. And you may not have the luxury to waste time, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't take some. He's well, right. I use a couple of days to uh, finish up some things I've been working on over at the forge. I'd like to, if you'll allow it, I'd like to take a few of your men and survey the surrounding area. Try to get a, try to locate that comp that's been giving you guys trouble. So you're good with this, Flint? 
As much as I hate staying put longer than we need to, I do think he's right, and there's still people in the area I need to talk to. And he's kind of like gripping the handle of his short sword. As long as we're all on the same page. Okay. Flint brightens up a little bit. Just uh, so, how about this dinner? And almost as if on cue, Chef Nidell exits from the kitchen, his back sort of facing you as he spins around, and on this giant silver platter that is being held up by two other kitchen attendants, he lays down this roasted pig stuffed with an apple in its mouth. And it, the smells, I think to you especially, Bo, are just so fragrant and so pleasant. It probably reminds you of some of the feasts you've had here, and it is absolutely del- delicious looking, and, and the assistants run back and uh, gather a couple more side dishes and things of the such, and pretty soon this entire big long oaken table is filled with plates of food, and the chef says, I must say this is some of the best work I've done. Bo, welcome home. I didn't want to cut you guys off in the middle of this, but the the music they have playing is kind of ominous and it's throwing me off. I don't know if we're in like a tense situation or if, if we're actually celebrating. Yeah, I did hear like a little kid run by all creepily at one point. It's, just, it's the I weird like you guys on music. It, I, I know. I was actually stressing me out. It's making my heart beat <laughs> like, and I didn't want to. I don't. The only I tavern just music I have is like. Okay, fine. Bog standard. That's more of a tavern. Bring kind the Scottish like music back. Feel. You want the Scottish music? Back? Yeah, I, yeah, I had to turn it down because it was stressing me out. Careful what you wish for. Yeah, I was for. like, there it is. <laughs> what a banger! <laughs> uh, that's good music for him music. coming out with like, sounds like tavern. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So, man, I wish um, I could shred the flute like this. <laughs> Seriously. I wish I could turn it down on roll twenty. What was oh. what was his name again? Uh, Chef. Uriel Nidell. Chef Boyardee. He He's mostly referred to as Chef Nidell. And he is, one thing you know about this man is he's big, he's portly, but he is very passionate about food. Um, Bo's like still rubbing his face and when he comes out, he like peeks one hand up and he's like, Chef Nidell, never change. And he tries to like change his demeanor to be to match his, rather than be in the space that he just was. I've been Chef Nidell for 40 years. I don't know anything else. Enjoy. And he sort of bows and exits. Wait, hold on. How old is he? Uh, 207. Okay, so who was he? Who was he the other 167 years? I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Flint uh, leaves the room discreetly. You caught me. <laughs> I'm Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> I bloody knew it. <laughs> no, he's he's forty. Shut up. Okay. Yeah, that checks out. He's he's clear. So he was Chef Nidell as a baby. <laughs> I came out wearing this apron. I should have done a French accent. Damn it. <laughs> no, that's that's a stereotype, Tanner. Don't be better than that. Yeah. The, it's the French. Break break the stereotypes. <laughs> what are the French people? What are they gonna do? <laughs> Coming from the person who's basically playing a dressed character at this point. (laughs) 
I imagine that there's are, there's like so much food like there's that we couldn't all possibly eat it. So I'm Flint's loosely try for sure. I'm loosely oh, basing yeah. this experience off my experience at the best friend restaurant in Vegas. Where God damn it! <laughs> so much food. I was full for three days. Best <laughs> friend uh, but restaurant. Korean oh, Mexican he, infusion. He, he, Don't get me started. You found somebody oh, you haven't given to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ayla's heard this story like. So oh it's the best food in the entire world. And I didn't get to be there, so. <laughs> Way away. Well, I've so never been to Vegas, so perhaps we should do something for no, our I'm not going to Vegas 100. Again. I can't take it. Oh, that, that'd be fun. I would go to Vegas. I'd do actually you do something guys, crazy yeah, like I go to Vegas for again, our 100th. Yeah. That would be that'd fun. Be cool. Um, but I met the. What I was saying, though, was like, um, because there's so much food, he just like. Bo gets up and insists that the staff and the surrounding staff who have been serving them like all night and Chef Nidel to sit and eat with us. Um, yeah, the this staff joins you. In fact, they have their own plates and settings, but Chef Nidel is and you can try and you have probably tried in the past. He's superstitious. He believes that if you eat a meal you've made for somebody else, it will spoil it. Interesting. He's you have never seen the man eat, but you have seen him cook for years it's because he's poisoned the food i know he's up to something <laughs> he just it, his this guy's story doesn't add up he's maybe like during severe the, gluten intolerance maybe during the uh during some point in the dinner Bo like whips up like a really easy like dessert or like drinks or something that he will eat or drink <laughs> Give me i can't crafting think of jack. what oh boy it's mud and worms from outside. <laughs> yeah. mud, mud pie. Mm-hmm. At this point, Kiaran gets back and takes the apple out of the pig's mouth and eats it. I got a 20. A natural 20. Uh, yeah, you, you whip up some sort of like egg it's cream to be, dessert. Yeah, it doesn't have yeah. to be crazy. Just something like simple. And you, and you walk it over to him and he's like sort of gets a glint in his eye and he takes a taste of it and he's like not bad. Thank you. It has been some time since somebody has made me food. It might not be like yours, but I did make it, so... <laughs> don't, qu- don't quit your day job. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chef, I, I, I wanted a word with you. I kind of noticed the help is eating where I could see him. Uncomfortable. Makes me sick. I'm not gonna roleplay that. <laughs> oh fuck! So uh, chef. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Couldn't help but notice. Oh, that's funny. Uh, God. Um. I think Star, like, seeing all this food come out and smelling it, and she, I think she just realizes she hasn't had a good meal in a long time. And uh, with whoever's sitting next to her, I think they hear a low growl, and she's like, I don't know if that came from my stomach or from my throat. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get a plate. <laughs> and she'll just start piling this food on and just eating like crazy and 
talking to these people that are around her mouthful like she's gross but she's sharing like stories of her times uh as like a traveling hero of sorts um and just being entertaining rather than being depressing i like the idea of just everything kind of turning into a like a rare cheery moment where we just kind of forget our problems and have this like moment Mm -hmm. yeah Bo, give me a perception check Okay. As we're all getting cheery, someone's going to try to kill the us. Does. <laughs> what was that, Groth? I said also, uh, forgetting our problems is all that Groth does. Hey. Yeah. You're probably drunk off two glasses of wine there, buddy. Probably so. <laughs> you got no blood. No blood having ass. <laughs> What'd you get, Bo? I got... I don't know. I have three. I feel like you do know. I mean, I do, but I have three rerolls. So I was like, do I want to reroll this? I don't know if I want to, though. I mean, might as well use it if it's there. Because I don't know. But I just don't know how important it is. So I'm like, hmm. If you have if you have three rerolls, you don't have room to get another one. I know. Yeah, so you can't get it All right, let's just do it. Let's do it. Let's do another one. Oh, come on. Okay, a natural 20 again. Okay, so the night's going on, and I think you're starting all to kind of lose yourself a bit in this wine. And this wine is a treat. It is elf wine that has been aged for probably 250, 300 years. It's it's like, un- I imagine, Bo, you might have had this on special occasion, but even so, you might not have had anything this nice here. And, it, and it's really sort of a testament to what you have done today, what you've accomplished, as well as kind of the journey ahead and, and the faith this these people are putting in you into you. But one thing you notice is throughout the entire night, just the Carveserin is keeping your cups filled, constantly traveling around the table and and encouraging flint to drink more encouraging star everybody just and keeping these cups full and softly shooting you some smiles but doesn't seem to maintain eye contact with you very much does he seem to be keeping up or he's definitely drinking but not keeping up like to the extent that we are um i mean you tell me probably not as much as i imagine flint is but he, he's sipping, he's drinking, he's having a good time laughing, sharing stories with Star. Hmm. Rubbing Gross shoulders. Hmm. <laughs> Kissing him gently on the neck. Right. <laughs> Casual dinner party with a 700-year-old. Bo will, like, try to get... Try to, like, get his eyes. And... When he eventually I imagine does Mm -hmm. yeah he kind of like goes to avoid it but then notices you're staring at him and just kind of meets you in the eye and kind of gives you a soft smile but it's not like lifted eyebrow at him like being like you're being obvious like what's going on (laughs) kind of thing he just kind of plays coy sort of rolls his eyes and sinks himself into the cup and then tries to engage Zara in a conversation being close to Zara but of course Zara is not very talkative so he's kind of 
just speaking to her while Pew Pew rolls around the table and knocks shit over. <laughs> hmm. I guess Bo will kind of keep an eye on him, maybe try to catch him after or something. I don't know. Sure. I'd like to think that Bo's sitting next to Zara, too. Yeah, maybe Vesserin's, like, right across from you guys. Okay. And yeah, this is, again, sort of little insight here is this is not Zara's scene, but clearly she's here for you, and this is Pew Pew's scene. <laughs> Pew Pew fucking throws down. Lost in the sauce of the dirt. I feel like when Flint eventually lights the milk gar, Pew Pew's like staring at it bizarrely. Maybe never <laughs> Transfixed. Seen, yeah, seen fire before, just like... And our action will have consequences. Yeah, seriously. At some, some point, Pew Pew. Yeah, Flint's going to try to teach Pew Pew how to smoke. <laughs> Maybe Pew Pew is kind of looking at you, Bo, while you're telling his story, and then looks over and is just like... Or not Pew Pew, I'm sorry. Maybe Zara is looking at you while you're telling his story. Looks over at Pew Pew, taking a massive drag off the milk car, and is like, Pew Pew! Snaps. And he doesn't listen. Just like my cat would not listen. <laughs> So what are you guys doing? You just uh, going to party and then go to bed? Anything anybody wants to do before we wrap this up? Yeah, I think Roth is going to cast a Curse of Lost Time on his wine. Okay. <laughs> nice. I mean, if it's already 300 years old, it's probably already pretty good shit, but okay. that's not a bad idea. You. <laughs> uh, also, I was listening... Bold and well body. Yeah. Full body. <laughs> I listened back to that part when you first used it when I was editing it like that's kind of a fucked up spell uh, it kind of is yeah if you crit on somebody it's just permanent <laughs> in feet yeah. and clumsy yeah uh, that's yeah that's pretty fucked shitty yeah at some point uh Kieran will after some drinks start dancing and try to pull Bo into a dance too <laughs> Bo will accept sure why not Her style's probably a bit more uh, ballroom-style <laughs> dance, though. Ballroom's <laughs> break dancing. Bo will do his best to match your style, because he's probably not much of a dancer, but he's. this is probably the way he ends up dancing, is getting pulled into it, so... I think the second you guys kind of start dancing, that Vesserin disappears for a moment and comes back with a lute. And he's not very good, but... You know, when you live hundreds of years, you got time to practice skills. So kind of plays a simple melody for you guys as you guys are up on the table kicking pew pew over. He's only achieved a level of mastery where he can play eruption flawlessly. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty amateur. For a... Yeah, he's like, uh, I haven't played this in a long time. <laughs> Oh God, I like him. It's, yeah, he I'm, brings I'm rusty, you know. Brings out a sunburst, double neck V shape, <laughs> flying V uh, loot. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. I call this Frankenstein. <laughs> I'd like to pull everyone into it, or get an opportunity to also like. I, I was gonna like, you know, turn to Zara and invite her, but then I don't want it to be like, okay, now I'm done with you, and I'm gonna go dance with her. That's fine. If you want to pull Zara in, I'll probably turn and grab, like, Blint or something. Okay. <laughs> Groth is just, like, rocking by himself in the corner of the dance floor, just drooling. <laughs> I'll spin uh, Flint out to grab Groth and pull him in. 
<laughs> oh, oh, no, I, I was dancing with her, him, whatever. somebody there. <laughs> Is he gonna be okay? So maybe like, maybe not so much Kiaren, but like people who've known Flint, like the rest of the party, people who've known Flint a little bit longer will notice that he definitely dances with like, and moves with a lot more grace than you're used to seeing since the Cataclysm. My god, I've never seen somebody floss like that. <laughs> Reminds me of an ancient game called Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till uh, next month when we drop the reroll Fortnite skins. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just imagining because you're. Do it in a heartbeat. A, you're a dwarf, so like you're like. I imagine you dancing like deep rock characters. Oh, just hell like... yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I see that. <laughs> I think Star's probably standing next to Jessica somewhere, like, holding a drink and kind of sloshing, and she's like, you know, um, back, uh, there's a, there's a, a tale, I guess, of the Fae having wine when, like, way, way back, a long time ago, and it was so potent that, like, just two sips for a normal person was like drinking two entire bottles. And I just, it's very, and then I assume someone probably pulls her into the dance floor, saving Jessica from this horrible fucking slurring person that Star has become. Do I know that person? <laughs> Who the fuck was that? After a night of dancing and drinking, slowly people begin trickling out. And eventually, Bo, you do get your chance to sort of approach Vesserin one-on-one as he's sort of leaving. And he's like, I think that's going to be enough for me tonight. Stumbling out of the room. Um, I guess he'll catch his, try to catch his arm. Just kind of, not like firmly grab him, just kind of gently stop him. And say, so... What's up? What's going on? Oh, Bo, um, I just, and he's kind of like stumbling through the next couple words he's trying to say. Maybe it's drunkenness, maybe it's a bit of nerves, but he's like, I, when all this happened, I, I lied to you when I said I didn't see anything. I, I, I saw you die, Bo. And the Oracle says that not all of these visions come true, and sometimes they don't. Maybe it's a, just a possibility. But I... I need you. And he kind of grabs you pretty firmly by the arms and just kind of stares into your eyes and you see this sort of weight behind this look as he says I need you to make it but I can't be there when you leave I have to go home to Sospiria I don't know what this incursion has done to my home and I must be there to help them his eyes will sparkle with intensity 
of the situation that just kind of procured. He says, Listen, if I die, I die. It's just the natural order of things. And just know I don't plan on it. And if you're not there, that's okay. We both have our lives to live and people we need to take care of. I understand. And don't worry about me. Silent tears start to roll down his older cheeks. His elven skin's fair, but aged. And he says, Just... Just try to make it. And when all this is over, come find me in Solsperia. You'd get along very well with my sister. I mean... You know I'll always try my best. It's, there's a lot ahead of us, so I can't promise you anything. But just know, even if I'm not here, it's not your fault, and I'll be okay. And he gives you sort of a tough smile and says, You're already so strong, Bo. Stronger than me even now. I don't know about that. I think... No, I'm level six. You're level seven. I, <laughs> I looked at our character sheets today. <laughs> the point is, I think I have a lot to learn. So you say strong. Maybe I just don't really know the big picture. At least what I've been told. Everyone has this big vision of what I am or what I'm not or how I'll die or how I'll succeed you only need to become who you want to become and visions be damned and religion faith all of that be damned my faith is in you Bo and you alone all I want to be is a good person by my own standards and to the people that I surround myself with, you included, and my new friends that you've met. There's a reason for all of this, so I'm, I'm here for the long haul and I don't plan on going anywhere. Good. Good night, Bo. I'll see you in the morning. Okay, Vestron. Sleep well. And don't worry. And it gives you like a little like nudge on the arm. And he gives you a big hug and lingers tightly for a moment. And the night winds down. You all make your way to these living quarters that you were so graciously given. Bo might be the last one back. Um, and he actually wants to do the other backup plan to try to get in some kind of contact with Shadow, which is Dream Message. What's, uh, what's Dream Message? 
So do you want me to just read it? Just give me a or summary long here. Gonna read, yeah. Okay, it's not very long, but uh, it's a one-way message, and um, if if Shadow's asleep, then she receives the message message instantly, and if she is not, then she'll receive it the next time she sleeps. Um, and as soon as she receives it, the spell ends, and you know the message was sent. So that's it. That's oh, got read receipts and everything. Yeah, <laughs> she can don't leave me on red, Shadow. So, so you off. know if it's red, but there's no reply. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have we're gonna we're gonna have a little air of secrecy about this. We're gonna wrap this episode up, and you're gonna tell me off air. What my message is? What your message is? Okay. And Maybe uh, you guys know. will have to keep tuning into the reroll gaming podcast. The Reroll Gaming TV Show. The Reroll Only Gaming TV Show Series Podcast, podcast Fortnite. Fortnite Skins. <laughs> Next week and forever until I tell you the secret, but unfortunately I'll never tell you. So you have to always get your fix every week. You wait desperately until midnight. We own you. Pacific Standard Time for that next fix. That Specific fix you have to have. Standard. Who knows? Maybe the answer, uh, maybe the message is um, on our Patreon, which you should go check out and subscribe to every tier. Not just like the highest one, but every tier. Make up your if own. You email yeah. us or leave it <laughs> in email the us comments. Yeah, email us your money. We'll sell uh, you Zane Sosh. Yeah, we've said this a million bucks. times. Nobody's cashed in yeah. on it. <laughs> That's not much to cash in on, believe me. <laughs> which is why <laughs> we're offering it for the low price of $2 million. Can I... For only $2 million, a 450 credit score can be <laughs> yours for the take. <laughs> oh. Credit scores are a scam. Capitalism is a scam. Rise up, revolt. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental. Reroll Gaming uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy, we are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Reroll Gaming is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zing Garing. The Chronicles of Rail theme and Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon or Ko-fi if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more and with your support we can make a lot more. And leave us a review wherever you heard this episode. New episodes every Monday at 12am Pacific Standard Time. See you then.